All right, so I'm here with one of my favorite people in Colorado, in America, in the world, and we text every day yes, sir. Uh, for a long time now, and it's so cool to see. Amazing things coming from this guy. This is Austin. This is the Austin Dalquist tour prep, sub for tour.com, uh, runner, creative, amazing husband, better friend, follower of Jesus Christ. My dude loves people, life, and uh, I couldn't say enough about you. I could. I just literally, literally just couldn't say enough about you. You're, uh, you're kind, man. I'm just grateful <laughs> to be here. I'm grateful to be this, this, this guy. This guy. Hey, I'll tell you this. Friend. One thing that separates. If you're looking to separate yourself from the crowd, be grateful. Be grateful. That is this dude right here, and he's constantly separating himself from the crowd, both physically, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, <laughs> relationally, all the things. Um, we've had amazing combos already today uh, and just in life one time he made me run with him and it was quite painful so it was fun <laughs> looking, looking at more of those it was painful both mentally and physically but it was uh, beautiful but it was it was beautiful, it was beautiful. and it was cold yeah i remember being cold some good intentional conversation and there's nothing like a run to no. be with somebody no distractions and to be in boulder to do it too such a beautiful place but no, Trevor, you're too kind, and I'm just grateful to be your friend and to be in your presence, and I just hope to grow to be like you because I look up to you a lot and thankful for your mentorship and and faithfulness in my life. And so, well, dude, I love you. Look, great to be here. Look, what you were, what you're, what we're doing right now, like this camaraderie, this relationship, this friendship, this ironing, sharpening iron togetherness. Is exactly why, or exactly the the point behind the Full Vantage podcast, because the idea is I need what you are seeing, I need what you're feeling, because it's going to help me where I am, it's just going to encourage me, it's going to make me all better, it's better rounded, uh, better individual, because in the context of community, we say this, I, I think this regularly, and I think it's to be true no matter where you are, and it's the foundation of your future are your friends. Yeah. The foundation of your future are your friends because you become more like those people that you're around with most and you talk to most and you go through life with mostly. And so as we just jump in to this convo, jumping into a new year, jumping into life. I think it's really important for people to know this. You are a professional runner. And very, very few percent of people do that. Uh, half of half of a percent, one percent of people that do anything professionally, much less run professionally. So uh, your race is the mile. Yes, sir. And uh, I've ran a few with you. Not a ton, just a few. And you're constantly, uh, I should not be, that's for sure. I should not be running any miles with him. And so, uh, but you, you run professionally. You also work, have a job to help support that. I think that's really important for people to understand and to be encouraged by is because sometimes it's going to take a lot of, excuse me, most of the time, 
it takes a ton of extra effort for us to see our dreams become a reality. It's not, we don't just get to do 100% of what we want to do. So talk to me about the come up real quick and maybe like how did you choose running or how did running choose you? Yeah. Uh, Let's begin there. Yeah, I think running chose me more so. I was a prepubescent kid growing up and I moved around a lot. That just means you <laughs> you I grew had, late in life. I grew I grew late in life, yes. Before my <laughs> junior year of college I grew six inches, but at that point I was already too deep into running. But I moved around a lot as if a kid. I could kid. find six inches in there. <laughs> my gosh. You make up for it with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you grew late in life. Grew, grew late. six inches all in one year. Keep going. Yeah. And I moved to Texas, Keller, Texas, when I was going into the seventh grade, and I just decided to try hard in our mandatory athletics, and I think it was more so to impress my friends and impress the coaches, maybe because I was smaller and I wasn't as explosive or athletic as some of the other kids, and so I intentionally just tried to outlast them, I guess, in in some of these mandatory workouts that we had to do. And my coach there mentioned that I should do cross country and I never heard of it before. And so I went out for it and had a natural knack for it. But the following year, I actually ran for the most part over the summer. And then my eighth grade year, I was pretty good. And from that point on for, for several years after that, I just got better every single year Yeah, and it became, it became my thing. And so by the time I hit puberty, I was already too deep into running. My, my joke is that, or a joke that I tell is that my way out of the hood was, was through running, but it wasn't, it wasn't the hood at all. We lived in white suburbia, (laughs) but it, it's my God given talent. And in high school, I really didn't train that hard and um, did some intentional things with running, like lifting and early on. And I did summer track and they helped with my form. But I was really grateful that I didn't train as hard as maybe some peers did in high school. And it set me up. I was on a full ride to the University of Arkansas and, and yeah, continued my running career there. There were a lot of ups and downs there that we could we could get into. But that's led me to come out here to Boulder, which I'm so thankful for, and also some some ups and downs there initially, but these last couple of years have been big breakthrough, and um, I'm really blessed to still be 28 and still be pursuing it, and hopefully running in the Olympic trials next summer. And Not and, hopefully. <laughs> We're doing it, baby. Yeah, and so... We're heading to Eugene. Let's go, and so that's... It's been a fun journey. I can't believe I've been running for 15 years and it's, yeah, really been something that has come alongside me. It was my God at one time and it's really morphed through my life as I found my faith and it's helped me to gain confidence to meet so many new people, go to many new places. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super thankful for it and what I've been able to do through my God-given talent, through stewarding it yeah instead of worshiping it yeah no that's that's so good i I have a question for you i've been reading um a lot about people that are great at what they do or even just outliers people that are 
weirdly great at what they do. They just stand uh, alone or next to or beyond uh, just everyone else. Would you say that it's talent that that separates people, or would you say it's something else? I think talent certainly plays a role, but the the cliche is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And Ooh, say that again. Say that. Again. <laughs> hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. We and need that right now. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. People certainly have a natural knack for things, whether it's their genes or their their mindset or how they're how they're built. But running, for instance, is is an interesting sport because there are people. I'm six three, and a lot of my competitors are mm-hmm. five six and a hundred pounds, and but we're kind of doing the same same stuff. But so much of life so much of sport is your mindset and where you're putting that pressure where you're putting i guess everything um how how you're working um what you're doing it for is so much more than just a a natural ability yeah but you it's easy to see somebody succeeding somebody like a, a lebron or or maybe a, a Tiger Woods or, or someone like that, but it's also it's also good to know that they've put in so many hours and they're absolutely getting after it. Obviously, they're how many hours? How many hours do you think it takes? Man, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell said ten thousand hours, right? I'm. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be more. I mean. There's a quote, I, I forget the exact quote, but something about failing ninety-nine times and, and then the hundredth time, but people only see the people only see the result. And so Do you believe that? Do you believe that ten thousand hours let's say at ten ten thousand, uh, you can be an expert or something? Have you seen that to be true in your life concerning the talent versus the preparation conversation? Yeah. At least yeah, I think I think even more. I love that you just said at least. Yeah, I you you. Need How many to, hours do you think you've put in in fifteen years of running? For things We'd involving have to do some math, of course. Yeah, but, for but. things involving running, I mean, <clears throat> at least one to two hours a day. I mean, there have been some days where I'll take time off, but yeah, but that's not even including all of the prep yeah. to get to those one or two hours of running. Yeah, because there's drills or things you do before the run there's there's weights there's stretching there's i bet yeah. you're at, i bet in 15 years you're at 20k maybe yeah i bet you're close and it's it's crazy cuz it's a process and i think that's that's the the key is that nothing is going to come easy and yeah. everything in life that's worth doing is hard yeah and it's going to be a process and it's it's just not gonna yeah okay it's okay be easy. you're, you're t- totally right it's not gonna be easy but how many people make excuses based off of them not having talent I think people make excuses all the time based of like ah oh, I'm not tall enough yeah I'm not fast enough I'm not smart enough I'm not fill in the blank yeah. right but 
based off of what you just said, and then the stats that Malcolm Gladwell literally gives in that book that you just quoted, Outliers, phenomenal. He literally breaks it down. It's like, look, just to be honest, you can make all these excuses, and I'm just totally being a wrecking ball to that book because it's much more eloquent than what I'm about to say. But you can make excuses. You can think it's talent. You can think it is by chance. But, but, if you have the desire and the willpower and you put in the work, whoever does the work earliest and longest and the most of it will actually get there the quickest and and actually get there. Mm. Yeah. And the stats are unbelievable in that book. I love that you're like a simple living, um, you're, you're like a living example of that. I think people can glean a lot from that. If you want it, what are you willing to do for it? Yeah. You, you have to sacrifice and with running it's such a finite time too because we get old, our bodies break down, and I wish I was as spry as I was when I was 18. Are you nervous? Nervous for what? Are you nervous? Life is going to be after running. Yeah. I'm kind of excited, honestly. Ooh, because I like that. It's just new new challenges, new new things to, to tackle because I love running. I love the competitive aspect of yeah. it. But I think I want to... Yeah, just do different things and to have more freedoms because now I say no to a lot of things and I live mostly a hermit lifestyle and I'm, I live a hermit lifestyle. I'm mostly yeah. I mean, I, I don't stand at my desk. I I run, I run and lift and try to get sleep in, and that's most of most of my days. I mean, I'll meet people out, but I'm not skiing or playing other sports or. I'm not out at We're pretty focused. bars or anything. Yeah, it's 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 focused, but it's worth it because I feel not only um, I love running and and I love competing, but I believe God's given me this this talent to to steward it well and and to see it through. And I don't want to look back and regret like oh what could I have done? Um, oh, I should have taken this more seriously or taken my done this differently yeah and so i i want to see the the talent through and but for for him and it's not it's not about running fast and getting money or making the olympic team or anything like that it's well it kind of is (laughs) well my (laughs) i mean tell me more about that because you're saying it's not it is a goal yeah let's go to the olympics yeah and we're not going to settle for anything less mentally by any means. Yeah. But tell me more. Where does that come from? Meaning like you've got this goal. You're looking beyond the goal. You're okay with what's next. That's a weird – most people don't think that way. Uh, most runners aren't okay with that. Mm-hmm. Most runners or athletes that are professional are definitely depressed, devastated, destroyed – like crushed with that thought. Yeah. There's something to you are not settling for less than the Olympics, but yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's more. And your window of opportunity 
is now to use your passion, God-given ability to accomplish what's in front of you, but there's more. Yeah. Okay, so... The, the, in, the infinity game, as you said. <laughs> the infinite game. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so where does that come from? Tell me more about where that began for you. Yeah, I, my faith journey and running are very intertwined. As, as I mentioned earlier, running was my God, and, and it was something that was an escape. It was something that I could control. And, and as we mentioned, the running, and, and there's a balance. You can work hard on it, but you can also you can overwork it as well, much like anything you can't. You can't throw 10,000 footballs or, or you're eventually going to tire out your arms if you shoot thousands and thousands of free throws. But the more you work well toward running, the better you get. And, and that, was, that was my God. And, and for years and years, I was getting better and able to fund myself through college and able to kind of it gave me confidence to talk to girls to have something that that was mine I was the runner guy and I was the state champion and and all of this and national champ too no not national champ I guess at SEC and 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 all-american but no no national champ um unless it's God's will in the future but the it changed for me my third year of college when I was struggling with running, struggling with relationships, and just overall searching because for the first time things were failing me, and mm-hmm. I was uh, the world was failing me, and I was just sad and and not sure if that was uh, all there was in the world, and I'd believed in God and went to church sparingly growing up, went to youth group, but mainly just for for the camaraderie. But I finally, through a new relationship and through an internship, noticed one of my coworkers reading the word before work. Well, I asked him what he was doing before the internship, and, and he was there over an hour early reading the word. And through that conversation with him, my girlfriend and I, we went to this new church, and we just kind of, we're face to face with Jesus for the first time. Um, people that didn't look down on us or judge us that just invited us no matter what. And that really opened the door for me and started the the snowball effect that's continued to this day. But how that relates to running is, is I was finally able to kind of put it on, uh, put it where it's supposed to be. And where it's supposed to be is somewhere that is stewarded and something that's that's been given to me and that's not mine but that I can that I can use for him and and my running career is as I alluded to really up and down and even out in Boulder too moving out here I broke my sacrum which was my biggest injury to date and questioning a lot of why I moved my life out to Boulder to pursue running and it finally wait, 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 wait. What's what's that? What is that a bone? Yes, it's your pelvis bone. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I couldn't move for really I couldn't move well for eight weeks. The only time I had uh, relief was when I slept on my stomach. And that stillness in the Bible talks so much about 
like being still and, and resting that I finally had to come face to face with something that I knew that I'd known for years, which is running was, was a, an idol for me. Um, and that finally pushed me over the edge to really start going all in on God. And from there, when, and everybody, um, sorry, I'm backing up a little bit. Everybody has talent. Everybody has, um, a calling on their life. Everybody has goals and a purpose, right. um, which kind of leads to the brand that I've started the tour. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, and now when it when it comes to my goals in the sport, it's not oh I want to run this so I can say that I'm an Olympian or I can say that I've run this fast. It's look what God has done through me because I've really been at super low points in the sport, um, eating disorder and, and several injuries and um, tons and tons of anxiety. And God's been able to work through me and, and redeem all of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been able to talk to so many people and um, be there for so many people that have dealt with similar things. And it's just like any sport, but the the savage reality, I guess, is the better you are, the more your words carry. Um, mm. Nobody really wants to, um, and and I believe that's that's why God is is allowing me to have success. Because okay, here is here is some success, but where where is the glory going? Um, somebody's going to listen to LeBron more than some guy that just played basketball in high school. Sure. Um, because he's LeBron, and sure. I'm not near. Of of course, I'm not near LeBron. But you just you you kind of just no. equated yourself. <laughs> I love but that. My, I love that you did that. But I, I, yeah, I words, get what you're saying. You're saying that people people's weights that are successful or have been successful or have accomplished a specific thing in their area, people are more likely to listen to it. Yeah. Because success speaks. Yeah. Success speaks 100%. because um, you've you've accomplished something that other people also want to accomplish. Yeah. So they want to know how. Yeah. They want to know why. Yeah. 100%. And I want to know I want to know something. Why or how did you get through the eating disorders? Okay, was it because those the eating disorder because of the the injury because of the stress, I think those were the three things yeah. you just said. Anxieties, like yeah. Anxieties. Yeah. Um, those three things, did, did, do you think that those came into your life because running was your God, yeah. so to speak? I think you said that. 100%. Yeah. I think just because it was, um, yeah, sin and, and circumstance too. Like we, we live in a broken world, so sure. things are going to happen. Well, running was giving you a lot of us. things. Yeah. Yeah, and so why wouldn't you give everything to it? Mm -hmm. Able to travel the world and able to go to college and get all this money, gear, attention, following, and sure. And yeah, as we've mentioned, it's you had the clout. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what was everyone was looking for—a so little bit of clout in life. The 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 niche, yeah, I had the the niche clout. The niche clout, which is the strongest, by the way, <laughs> which is the strongest. But okay, so you. Is it does that play a part of you getting to the end of what you can do before you say, you know what, I should probably check out this this 
this Jesus stuff. Mm. Do you think that was a big, a big piece in your success and accomplishments? Yeah, I think because when, when I was able to put running in its place and not live and die by the results of running and how I looked, how I felt, how fast I was, I'm able to take that, take that pressure off of it because I know at the end of the day, God still loves me. I'm still saved. And um, what he says about me is all that matters. And so through that and if if i'm operating in in that mindset then i'm able to run better because um and i'm able to to do more in the sport and more for people when it's not about me and when when we're playing that infinite game like like you said and so it's yeah it's it's just a completely different transformation from from where i was and and of course i'll still feel nervous and and want to succeed. Yeah, because you care. Because I care, yeah, and, and put a lot of time into the sport and have a lot of people that believe in me and, and also just that, that pressure of wanting to steward the gift well. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be able to, yeah, get to the, the end of my running journey and, and be, and I'm already so grateful for it to this point, but then also be like, you know, I... I did all I could, um, wherever, wherever that ends up. And you mentioned when, when we met up a couple months ago, you said, whether I make the Olympics or not, God's going to make it clear and it's not going to matter. And that's, that's so good. Um, and it's, it's really humbling because I know people in the running world it's, and it's super small, but I know medalists and national champions and, some of the best runners in the world and they aren't happy they aren't satisfied and that i think with with my brand the tour or or just what god has called me in the running space to to shine some light in it because it is such a selfish sport yeah it's it's all it's all you it's all on you and and you kind of have to market yourself and there's there's not a lot of money in it either. Um, really, most of us need jobs outside yeah. of outside of running. Yeah, and you have two full time jobs. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's it's a very selfish um, comparison game too, because and and there's a lot of elitism. Like, oh, you haven't run this fast. I don't know if you can. You're not cool enough to talk to. And and my Gosh. mission is that. I know I've been called to try to break down those barriers and to be inclusive and to, um, yeah, try try to shine the light of the Lord because everybody um, can run, everybody can put yeah. shoes on, and and it's such a, it's not football, it's not basketball, not that those sports are are any worse or any better, but there's just there's darkness. That yeah, is yeah, there. no, totally. So like, talk about because I've heard you say this. Talk about how you came up with this or why you say this. You say, stop being mean to my friend. Yeah, yeah. Explain that. Yeah. Stop being mean to my friend. I believe I heard it first from my good friend Brian Barraza, but it goes back to Jesus' great commission, which is loving your neighbor and loving yourself. 
And I think often we forget about the loving ourself uh, portion. We, I know in, in my life with my eating disorder or with letting others use me or, or walk over me or um, that's not, it's not nice to ourselves. And, and often we just really focus on the, the love others, which is so important. Loving, loving your neighbor regardless of how they treat you, what they believe, and, and serving them, trying to, trying to outdo them. But also how are you preparing yourself? How are you loving yourself? Are you getting enough, enough sleep? Are you eating right? Are you in the word? Yeah. Um, which should be the first part. Um, yeah. Are you, are you in the word? Are you, where are your relationships? Um, where, where are your goals? Where's your journey? Cause only when, uh, you're actually loving yourself is when you can be at your, your full potential. Um, you know, and it's, and it sounds selfish, but it's also, you have to check where where your heart's at, yeah. and when you're mean to your when you're mean to my friend, it's like, yeah, but you know, I'm I'm not good enough for that, or you know, I I don't think that's that's in in the cards for me or or anything. And if someone's talking negatively about themselves, then you say, hey, stop being mean to my friend, because <laughs> um, and yeah, just just not allowing allowing that that thought process because the the enemy wants you to be down on yourself to be shameful um to not think that that we're good enough but we're called to we're called to such a higher level of thinking and a higher level of life and and um just a a different game and so i think it's really easy in this self-deprecating society and uh you know in you can kind of have this false humility but you when, when we have God on our side, um, mm-hmm. we forget that we're coming from victory. And so when, when we have that, that confidence, that boldness, it's not, it's not arrogance, but then we're really able to, yeah, do what he's called us to yeah, do. It's good. Is if we love ourselves. <clears throat> no, that's good. I think we all need that because we put ourselves in a good position to actually love others when we learn how to love ourselves. Yeah. Like that that quote that Jesus has is like, um, love Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself at a certain level, then you can't love your neighbor at that level. Yep. It's gonna be real difficult for you to do that. And so I, I think that's really powerful. I think that's important because when we talk negatively about ourselves, which I honestly think that that's a, I think that's a nuance for people that are high performers. I think a lot of time people that aren't high performers, they talk really positively about themselves and have the opposite point of view of themselves. That's why they don't perform very well. Mm. I think that's kind of like a there's a there's a there's a good balance there. It's like let's look at ourselves appropriately. Let's understand our weaknesses and our strengths. Get better in our strengths so that they become great things. And then our weaknesses, let's just not have them hurt us. And so I think that's really, I think there's something special to that because we could be off on either side. Yeah. We could think way too positive of ourselves and then never see anything accomplished because we don't, we think we've already made it. Mm. Or we think so negatively about ourselves um, that it actually cripples us in making it. Yeah. And so it's like, 
don't be mean to my friend either ways. Yeah. Because honesty is so important and a really valuable way to love someone. Yeah. But then vice versa, the way that if we don't love ourselves, we can't love we can't love someone else. Yeah. And so. and, and I think when we're one more thing I wanted to say about that, I think when we start leaning into wanting to be high performing individuals, we're just our biggest critic. Yeah. And it's so easy to to focus in on on the negative things or, or hitting a hitting a wall in the journey. One of my favorite quotes ever is people give up on their dreams when they see how far they have to go instead of seeing how far they've come. And I think that's so so powerful because often people give up when there's roadblocks or they they can't see the end and and often the the difference between those that that are able to see their goals through are yeah. are those that just keep leaning in and yeah. keep doing it and you've you've this is interesting you've kept hitting different goals in your life different dreams i'm sure that there was I think one of the, one of the dreams was probably like SEC champion. One of the dreams was probably sub four minute mile, yeah. which you've made. What's your mile right now? Three fifty six. Okay, three fifty six. <laughs> I just think that's important for everyone to know. He runs a mile in three minutes and fifty six seconds. Just that's important for it's us. God given. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I love that you said that. Okay. So, um, but you've you've kept you've these goals, and now it's the goal is Olympics. Let's go. You know. And if someone is trying to see their dreams become reality, what are the handful of things they need yeah. to see that? Discipline, for sure. Discipline is, is freedom. I think if they're really serious about following their goals or, or just changing what they're doing, I think taking an assessment of of their life and what they're what they're doing is is super important and being disciplined to take the small steps to to fix it and um or to just change their their trajectory toward their goals because it's it's easy to fall into patterns of comfort to uh patterns of um things that you you're used to doing but I I think if we're naming if we're naming a couple things yeah it it'd be like self-reflection, discipline and um I think gratefulness and um tenacity probably uh taking stock of where you're at, being grateful for for your journey and, and what you've where you're at, um, but also like not settling for it either and being willing to like, get your hands dirty and being willing to take chances and have faith, which is, which is so faith is just so important. The foundation of, of, um, of what we're doing, um, and, and what we believe in, but yeah. with, with the, the tour, which I've, I've mentioned a few times, like and this is slightly a tangent, but I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to or maybe waiters or um, people working at restaurants or just people in general that I run into on the street and, and ask them how their day is going. And 
um, they always say like, oh, it'll be better when my shift ends or, oh, it'll be better when um, I'm done with, with this thing. And in, in my head, I'm like, why aren't you changing it then? If you don't like what you're doing, then what are you doing to, to change it? Um, I think that that is, I guess, sad and, and, um, or figuring out how to win where you are. Yeah. If you can't win where you are, it's going to be difficult for, for you to win where you're not. Yeah. hundred percent. Because sometimes you, you're in a situation and you just got to, you got to grind for a little while. Yeah. You got to accept that. And and is that, how would you define tenacity? That's an interesting there's a few things there. It's like, okay, I've heard this one. Yeah, discipline, gratefulness. Those are really powerful. I've heard a few others. Tenacity, though. Yeah. What, what's tenacity to you? Tenacity, tenacity is continuing to to lean in, to work hard, get after it, like regardless of um, the the barriers in in your way. And if you're really, if you really feel called to something, or um, you're motivated for something. You got to just keep going. Yeah. Um, and it's it's going to be hard. There's going to be moments of doubt. You're you're not going to see the end um, for a while. And I just think about I think about like my running journey, and and I'd I'd be lying if I said like it was it was glamorous. Um, or I I'd be lying if I said that I knew that I was going to, to get through it or, or get better. But there were, there were plenty of moments where I wanted to quit, where um, I didn't think I'd ever run fast again, where uh, I didn't see the point in any of it. But I really felt God continuing to call me to just continue showing up. And um, I was 30 pounds heavier than I was right now and could barely, could barely run a couple miles, whereas before I broke my sacrum was, was nothing, something that I took for granted. And just questioning, questioning all of that, um, was, was so difficult, but seeing it through to the other side, um, was so powerful and, and impactful. I mean, James one says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials, cause it creates a perseverance in us. And, um, I believe we're not, we aren't able to be grateful um, to fully embrace God's blessing on our lives, unless we go through perseverance for it. Yeah. Um, and that that I think is is so big, um, just in in our lives journey, because God God isn't going to cause us to to fail or or break down, but we have the opportunity to to seek him and, and glorify him when, when we come out of it and we're able to, to come out of it so much better every time. That's good. No, that's good. And I think it's important for everyone to know, like this isn't actually a great season for you right now. Like this fall season, yeah. winter season hasn't been that great yeah. running. You've had to deal with some sickness. You've had to deal with maybe some like weird issues stomach wise, but then it, that's on the back end of an amazing summer yeah where you won like three races in a row it was fire i was i got to be at one of them it was so cool i was like whoa i didn't yeah i didn't know humans were going that quick on land um, really and so that was 
So that's, I think that's really interesting because it keeps you steady, keeps you focused. And then a big piece of that is the people around you. Yeah. Like a big piece of you probably getting back in, we've talked about this, is the inspiration from your friends, family, community. And then just like as we bring it together, I think that speaks a lot to what Tour Prep is. So yeah. just kind of as we bring all of this together, uh, tell us a little bit how people can connect with you as well as Tour Prep. Yeah. Sub four, right? Yeah. Was it sub four? Sub4tour.com, yeah. So so the brand is called The Tour. The, the hat I'm wearing is called Tour Prep. And because it's not conflicting. It's, it's a little confusing. And, and the domains were taken. And so I, I can back up quickly. But for me, uh, the, the Sub4 Tour, as, as you mentioned earlier, was, was a, a goal put, put on my heart. And, and breaking four in the mile was something that um, was a goal of mine. And, and I broke four in the mile for the first time in 2022, but I actually ran four flat in the mile when I was 19. So that was over six years apart. And so it was, it was a big, a big journey, um, in that, but I really believe God didn't, um, God didn't allow me to break four until I was able to put, put the glory in the right place. Right. Cause if I would have done it when I was 19, it would have been, you know, look at me, I'm a, I'm a big deal, but it's really humbling because, I'm the 638th person to break four, but there have been in in American history, but there have been less than 2,000 people ever to do it, and so that is super humbling and, and honoring in itself. And um, and that was that was my that was my tour, and now my tour has has changed to just running faster in the mile. But the the heart behind the brand is that everybody has a tour, everybody has goals, and. As I mentioned earlier, there's so many people that I talked to that had given up on their dreams or they aren't enjoying what they're doing. And um, excuse me, so this this these statements that were kind of said amongst my team as as a joke turned into how can maybe we create something that will encourage people yeah. to use their God-given talents and pursue their goals and, and do what they want to do. And um, for me, it's it's rooted in faith, and and I believe every good goal should be rooted in that. And yeah. but the the heart behind the brand is to encourage people to hold them accountable, and to be a place that people can come and get connected and and get ex- get inspired. And not that my story is necessarily inspiring, but I know a lot. But of, it's a community for it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know a lot of people that um, are certainly more inspiring than me or can help other people out that need help. Okay, so tell us all how we can connect with you, tour prep, the hat, sub4mile.com. I don't know if that's even the right. Sub4tour.com. Yeah, sub4tour.com. Yeah. And then Dow Questing because everyone's on a quest. Everyone's going somewhere on Instagram. Uh, yeah. So many people hit you up on Strava all the time running wise. So, um, how can people connect with you? What are you doing? Yeah. So the sub tour.com sub tour on Instagram, the tour, as we kind of alluded to earlier, the tour is about following your goals with an intentional and rooted mindset. And I just have talked to so many people have been exposed to so many people that are not doing what they want to do, yeah. are not following their goals. And everyone has God-given talent. Everyone has goals in their life. 
and the tour is about encouraging them to lean into those lean into those goals lean into their talents and having a, a rooted mindset with it and you and I with with our faith we we believe that that's that's how you're you're able to accomplish your goals is when you have that rooted mindset but the hope and the heart behind the brand is that people become encouraged people become connected and they're just held accountable when they're wearing the the merch or when they're seeing the posts that they are encouraged or they're inspired to pursue their goals and we also want it to be a place where people can reach out if they have questions if they just want to talk to somebody have a have a friend in in life and so always want to be somebody that is open to to conversation and also I've been very blessed with a community of of amazing people and and I know a lot of people through the running community in general and maybe we can get someone connected to to somebody else that's maybe going through a certain um a certain trial in their life or say somebody is working accounting and they want to be a painter um like oh what's the what's the first steps that i can take or maybe they just want someone to check in on i'm like hey bro how is how is it going like are you watching youtube videos on on how to freelance paint or something um but really if one person is encouraged then then it's a success at the end of the day and so as cheesy or as maybe cliche as it sounds and there are a lot of people that uh, are without hope that have given up on their goals and and yeah I, I want to be bold with my faith in in the brand as well um, so please if if anybody ever wants wants to chat yeah subfortour.com you can get connected through there the Instagram is subfortour and then my Instagram is dollquesting but just here for here for the journey and and let's keep leaning into what we're passionate about yeah and to what god has called us to yeah we got a big summer ahead too yeah uh it's time to qualify for the olympics <laughs> you don't get to have that kind of conversation every day <laughs> so uh man i love you i love what god's doing in your life i love where you're headed i'm excited for it and i'm here for it and for whatever it is it doesn't matter um the thing i think that's the most powerful thing about community people inspiration don't quit keep going sometimes you need someone to believe in you yeah before you can believe in yourself and then in that in that whole world it's just like at the same time is there something bigger than you that you're a part of and uh and then who is leading your life what is the thing that's inspiring you so your inspiration to me and uh the full vantage podcast is what we're getting after because I need your point of view in my life. And uh, I think that's what makes our lives so amazing is when we can really see it in that kind of 360. Yeah. Um, it's 360 view. So Amen. excited for you, brother. Dude, thankful for you. Really appreciate it. Love you, man. Honored you. to be here. So good. Excited. Here we go. Let's go. Full Vantage Podcast. Let's get after 2024.